today, I'm going to share with you the story of the single most psychedelic experience of my life, which involved no drugs. <laughs> this happened a few years ago in a yoga studio in Boise, completely by surprise. So let's set the scene. It's a Saturday afternoon during our first module of yoga teacher training. Me, the other trainees, and our teacher, Rainbow Eric, are slated to experience a group breathwork journey, according to our schedule. Now, we have been meditating and doing lots of yoga together for the last two days, so a group breathwork journey just seemed like another activity. There's about 25 of us, and we all settle in onto the floor with our eye pillows and our bolster fortresses and layers of blankets, ready to just chill and enjoy the ride. Eric explains that what we're about to experience might be intense, that we might move involuntarily, we might confront difficult emotions or past experiences, and that if at any time we need some extra guidance, we can just, you know, flag him down for support. And he explains that what we're about to do has the potential to cause a flood of DMT in the body. So we begin this focused breath and soft music begins to play. And I'm thinking, oh yes, this is what I live for. (laughs) And at first it seems like any other Shavasana, but before I know it, I am going deep all the way in and farther out than I've ever been. I begin to have memories that I haven't thought of in ages, dreams that I had when I was pregnant but had forgotten about, moments from my childhood that I don't think I've ever remembered. I notice that the slightest changes in my position bring up different memories. I begin to touch each of my fingers to my thumb. And each mudra feels like a coordinate for a specific memory. And I find that switching back and forth between my index and middle finger takes me back and forth between a moment from giving birth to a moment of my son as a baby. I can switch back and forth between the two just by pressing a different finger to my thumb. And I'm thinking, that's pretty neat. (laughs) I let my hand go. And I continue to go further. I'm not thinking about my body. I'm not in my head. I am fully experiencing this moment. And I feel so immersed, just breathing deep and slow and delicious body, totally surrendered to gravity and feeling like every cell in my body is being lit up from inside. I hear this symphony of happy, blissful exhales around me and realize that I'm part of the orchestra. Even though each of us is having our own very internal experience, there's this subtle external symbiosis between all of us, and it kind of feels like we're all one organism. There's these choruses of inhales and extravagant sighs that come in waves and roll across the dark Palo Santo-scented room. At one point, my knees begin to shake, and I remember the time in a belly dancing class when our teacher mentioned that we hold our fear of change in our knees. So I resist any urges to stop them, and I just let them shake. That shaking begins to travel up my body 
and it feels like an orgasm. Before I know it, my entire body is vibrating. I am smiling the whitest, cheek-lifting, joyful smile, feeling my being so incredibly alive, and suddenly I am laughing the loudest, happiest, most blissful laugh I've ever laughed. (laughs) And it sets off this chain reaction around the room. There's this like 25-person giggle fit happening, and you know, keep in mind, like none of us can see each other. We're all laying down on the ground with eye pillows and, you know, (laughs) so my perception of time is totally non-existent in this experience, but I would estimate that this room full of laughter rolled for a good like seven minutes. (laughs) So it just keeps going. And then as it dies down, I begin to cry, not a sad or a painful cry, just a release. So I went from shaking to laughing to crying. It's like one orgasm after another. And I feel like I am processing in minutes what otherwise would have taken years of inner work and therapy and all sorts of processing. I feel myself going deeper within and deeper without, like deeper and deeper in both directions, far out into space and far into my atoms and the space between my cells. That music that started off as really soft and ambient is now fast paced and dramatic. Like you just, you sound like you're in this tribal ceremony. There's drums and didgeridoos and it's really intense and the music is guiding our experience and I'm going so deep and fast that I start to kind of freak out, that I start to feel a little scared and nauseous. So I pull away from the nausea and I realize that I actually can't go deeper unless I move through it. But I'm afraid of what could happen. Like the last thing I want to do is throw up, let alone in a room full of people who are blissfully peaced out, you know? So I lift up my eye pillow and I look for Eric because, you know, I feel like I need a little help. Um, And he's busy with someone else. So I'm like, okay, I got to do this on my own. And I begin to find my way out through my thoughts. I start kind of spinning through some anxiety so I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, in this place spinning a little bit. And it's not terrible, but it's not great either. <laughs> but soon enough, Eric guides us out and I'm feeling really relieved. Like, oh God, okay, it's over. <laughs> I, I also, you know, I wanted some more time to go deeper, to be in this place that just looked like an Alex Gray painting. Um, But I I just kind of lean into the relief. We're instructed to take it easy, nice and slow, give ourselves time to come back. And all I can think about is how badly I have to pee. (laughs) So I kind of, you know, I don't take it super slow. And I make my way to the bathroom. I'm trying to hurry, but I feel like I am wading through a pit of molasses. Like I'm so out of my body. I can't even feel my bare feet on the hardwood floor. (laughs) And eventually I make it the like 20 or 30 feet to the bathroom and sit down to pee. I can't feel 
anything. I feel like this buzzing mass of particles, not connected in any way, just like like a swarm of bees existing in a blissful hum. <laughs> they're just kind of grouped together, buzzing, but you know, they're they're all they're just there. <laughs> so this was the weirdest thing. I start to pee and finally I can feel sensation like this single ring of warmth where the pee is leaving my body. And it was amazing because I've like, I feel like I just discovered a sensory map of the nerves of my urethra that I've never been in touch with before. (laughs) As someone who loves anatomy, I thought it was so cool. My body is so relaxed. I you know, I kind of just want to stay there and like melt into the toilet seat. And then somebody knocks on the door and it kind of freaks me out. And I feel like, you know, oh my God, how long have I been in here? And have people been waiting on me? And, you know, I just still feeling a little paranoid, but I find my way out of the bathroom and I realize, you know, it's been a few minutes since we came out of our journey, but I'm still not back. Like, I feel like I am just as aware of my existence in at least seven other dimensions (laughs) as you are of your physical body right now. (laughs) I realize that I've always inhabited these other planes of existence. We all do. But this DMT flood that I'm experiencing has deconstructed the illusion that kept them all glued together. I see them as floating parallel transparencies and I can move through the layers and back and within each of them there's information there's beings there's energy it's like this entire other world that is the fabric of reality and part of me doesn't want to come back you know I'm used to it taking a while to come all the way back from a deep meditation or shavasana but this feels totally different like some part of me feels like it's not okay that I'm not back in my body all the way yet so I look for Eric and he's talking to my friend Jimmy uh, who was one of the first takers of my giggle fit invitation (laughs) and you know I, I just feel like I really need someone to talk to about what I'm experiencing So I stay nearby, I'm waiting for them to finish so I can be next in line. And I'm, I'm just feeling desperate for someone or something to help me ground. Like, I'm probably being really weird, like hovering near them, but actually listening to them. Their conversation is helping me. They're talking about plant medicine. And suddenly that gives me a bit of a frame of reference for what I'm experiencing. And I continue to listen and I'm just kind of like hazily perusing through all the items in the lobby where we're standing. Like there's some crystals and there's essential oils and I'm looking for something to help me ground. But every single thing I see are the kind of things that like lift you up. (laughs) So I just feel like I can't find any anchors around me. A few minutes pass and I realize I can no longer hear Eric and Jimmy's conversation. So I turn around And whatever look I was wearing on my face must have been very telling because Jimmy just like kind of cocks his head and softens his shoulders and he goes, oh, hey, come here. (laughs) And he brings me in for this really tight, warm hug. And it was just it was exactly what I needed. 
uh, we shared a few exchanges along the lines of like, whoa, I'm high as fuck and I didn't take drugs. (laughs) It was so genuine and comfortable. And I suddenly felt like I could be flying off through other star systems and it would be totally cool because Jimmy said it was cool. (laughs) So we go back into the room the group reconvenes and we begin to share our experiences. And, you know, I'm still just kind of out there. (laughs) But I really wanted to ask about my experience with nausea because it was still kind of coming in waves and I was doing my best to just uh, suppress it really. And Eric just had the perfect way of helping me understand it. Um, you know, talking about like emotional states that can bring up nausea, why we experience it with psychedelics. It's because our body's trying to release something. It's, it's a purge. Um, and I had just broken up with someone who was really toxic, like started stalking me and getting really kind of scary. And I realized that this nausea was my body attempting to purge his energy from my body and from my field which was so helpful to realize um, that I I could just be with it. I could just feel it and that I could also assist my body in releasing it in other ways through movement and breath and visualization. After our sharing circle, we're guided to do some kriyas, but every time I begin to run energy through my body, that nausea rears its woozy head again. Um, I realize I also have a headache and I decided to just like not participate, just sit there, breathe, try my best not to follow the words of guidance that are floating into my ears, but I'm just like so open, you know, it can be hard to tune things out when you're just wide open like that. So eventually the night ends and, you know, before this, I've been in a full day immersed in yoga teacher training. I am wiped. All I want to do is go back to my Airbnb, shower, and pass out. But (laughs) it is a Saturday night in downtown Boise. And there is a 30-person long line that I have to stand in to pay for parking, to get out of the garage. (laughs) So I realize that all of these people standing in line just got out of a play that was nearby. So I'm doing my best to seem normal and like a human being. <laughs> but I feel so acutely aware of the expansive, formless nature of my being. <laughs> like, I've just had this enlightening experience. So I want to bestow that upon them somehow. Like, do you know how infinite you are? Do you know how much more there is to life than just this 3D world? We could all be so free together. (laughs) But I can't say a word. Like, (laughs) and so instead, I just stand there, like, dazing gazing off into space and feeling like this peaceful, slightly confused alien (laughs) trying to blend in. (laughs) It felt like it took forever for that line to move. 
But finally, I get home. I shower. I have some leftovers. I had some pho, which was like the most nourishing thing I could imagine eating in that moment. And I just collapse onto the bed. Like I am spent. (laughs) It takes me a little bit of time to fall asleep. And I'm just sort of processing like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) I'm vacillating between how amazing I feel, how shitty I feel, and wondering like how the hell I just experienced this whole thing by literally lying down and breathing. Not any kind of special breath either. Just like like a three-part breath. So eventually I fall asleep. And the next morning I wake up. And all I can think is, God, I can't wait to do that again. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the story. It's one of my favorites to tell. Have an absolutely beautiful weekend. I'll see you on Monday. Thank you for listening and spending this time with me. If this impacted you in some way, share this episode or send it to someone you thought about while listening. I would love to connect with you on social media. And if you'd like to connect more intimately, you can join me in the Higher Self Sanctuary, a virtual village where I lead meditations, workshops, community gatherings, in-person retreats, and more. To check out the sanctuary, you can go to www.higherself.earth. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one, you can book a session at karinadavy.com. You'll also find information there about courses, intuitive readings, and other offerings. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review so that we can reach more of the people who are looking for this space. I hope this weekend offers you whatever it is that you need or desire, whether that's play, rest, connection, release, or adventure. I'll see you on Monday.